This is a podcast where we drink hot chocolate and eat star Woo! crunches together. Oh, I don't have either of those things. Go get one. I drank it last episode. Give me five minutes to run to the grocery store. Hold on. <laughs> I'm having some honey roasted peanuts and a glass of water. That's pretty good. Wow, I also have water. It's crazy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes. Villains. An actual play, 5th edition Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons Adventure, Adventure for everyone. Although I did recently read a review where they had updated the review and said that Season 3 has a significant uptick in immoral, gory violence. Oh. But he also said like the show's still very good. It's just a little, slightly, more, slightly less family-friendly. It's almost like we went to the non-hells. <laughs> I mean, you can't really bring Char, Misk, Saul, and Dark Servants into an episode without it being a little... Well, there were a few episodes. Yeah. Like, I've been listening back through it. There was some stuff in season two as well. I mean, we were just laughing a lot more. Like the time that y'all murdered that dude, cut his throat, threw his body out the window. Threw um, him out the window. Saul cutting people's ears off. Misk wasn't there. Season three was definitely a darker... I, I don't know. In that moment, I don't know that Misk could have done anything. It all happened so fast. Probably would have grabbed the feet and, <laughs> and just gone out, out with it. Open the window. And <laughs> there you go. Eyes. Like, let's do it. Here we just go. go. Just do it. It's over. Do it. What else can we do? But yeah, I, I hear you. Sorry if the, I hope that didn't wasn't too off putting for anyone. I mean, season three was a darker season. I think season four hasn't been quite as dark. Um, we're enjoying season four. Are we? It's more lighthearted and fun. Season 3.5 was dark. We'll talk about something being dark. You did that. I mean, everything was dark for Phil. Um, after, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. When my dad listened to season 3.5, he texted me and said, I have failed you as a father. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're messed up. And I was like, love you, dad. That's hilarious. He's not wrong. Uh, we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons. But first, we got a couple things to do. First, l- let me just say... How much we love Battle Bards. Um, it's so spicy. Battle Bards is awesome. They let us use their stuff, their sound effects and, and soundscapes and music and all that stuff. And we love Battle Bards. Let me also say this because it's been a while since I've said this stuff on the show specifically. First, we have t-shirts. If you're looking for a shirt, a t-shirt or a uh, like a hoodie or some stuff like that, we have that stuff. You can click the link to um, our T Public store in the show notes. We also have like prints of stickers and stuff. If that's something you'd like to have, or if you just want to reach out to us and just say hello or send us a, a note, you can send us an email at letters at makebelieveheroes.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash makebelieveheroes, or on Instagram, MBH Podcast, I do believe is our handle on Instagram, MBH Podcast on Twitter. Go interact with us, follow us on those things, and uh, we'll chat. Also, also, you can leave us a five-star review, and if you do, we'll read it live on the air. I'm going to read you a review from DGville. Dollar Generalville. That's kind of what I was thinking. It's entitled, If I listen to another episode of this podcast, I will die laughing, laughing face. Wow. That sounds dangerous. Seriously, guys, this is not a podcast. This is a weapon of mass destruction to your lungs. <laughs> Paul, Jeremy, Jeffrey, Alan, Fiona, and Red. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey. Fiona. I think they meant Felicia. Congratulations on a podcast well done. Oh. 
It is one of the only clean podcasts I've come across in a while. It is seriously hilarious with a little on the floor laughing face, like tilted to the side, dying laughing. <laughs> and you actually might kill me from repeated laughter. Thank you for the best podcast ever. Thank you, DG Ville. Yes, uh, thank for you. For calling Felicia Fiona, and that made me laugh. <laughs> I've never been called that. Fiona! And Fiona! Here comes another review for you. Uh, <sighs> it's from Slave to the Tiles. Oh, no. That's the name of the person who who's left us this review, and they actually did write something. the The title of the of the review is cut off a little bit, but I think it says "real hilarity and real heart touching." The touching part is, I think, that's what it says: touching or touches or something. And it says this three. There's three periods, like dot dot dot. So that's the period for you. But then in parentheses, as an aside, it says, "Let them rip, Jeffrey. Make sure to throw in some lauric roasts and screams." Uh, and then it says, "Seriously, love you guys. So thankful for your work." to make such fun characters and a great story. Even though that wasn't quite a blank review, we get your uh, your 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 intention here. So we're still going to let Jeffrey ad-lib the first part. Are you ready? Slave to the Tiles left us a review. Mm-hmm. And it says... Oh, no. <laughs> Let's take my headphones off. <laughs> here we go. This is an amazing podcast. Mm-hmm. With the exception oh. of Lorik... Who is a murderer? <laughs> no, and the worst—he's a horrible human being, <clears throat> elf, and he's a horrible elf being. And I'm glad he's dead. Oh my goodness! Also, it, did E54 write this review? This is a podcast review <laughs> where there is the people's champion, <laughs> and you should all listen to it. It's true. And that's what the review says. Wow. wow. That's a very um, eclectic review. You know, for once, he finally just, like, downed somebody else's character but didn't build his own up. I like this one. I like this one. <laughs> that's true. It's character well, I mean, the last one was all about beans, so. You, you've done great it's tonight. It's true. All about the beans. Beans! <laughs> all about the beans, no peanuts. Slave to the tiles. Thank you for the review. <laughs> Hope it was everything that you dreamed of. Also, let's just give a quick... Loving, caring, thankful, so thankful and appreciative shout out to one of our friends, fans, and patrons. Uh, She's been a patron now since, I don't know exactly how long, quite a while. I think maybe like February of last year from what I'm seeing here. 3,000 years ago. You know her as Fabulous Dalek. Uh, Her name is Bryson. Thank you so much, Bryson. Thank you. For supporting us. Thank you, Bryson. For being so cool. Thank you so much. Like, yeah. We uh, greatly God, like, yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Actually, we're uh, we're gonna be playing some D and D with Bryson in just a couple days. Yeah, boy. In a Make Believe Champions session. Now, let's roll a giant blue D twenty. It's a nine. 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 Okay, so so okay, let's talk about what happened last time on Make Believe Heroes. Take it away, Balric. Last time our adventurers made it back to the Glimmerdale Forest, exiting the driller train from their trip out of Rund Cathair, they headed up to the surface and reaching the Glimmerdale Forest, they began searching for the entrance to Nero's Cavern. Pretty easily, they found their way there, and soon Kjorg stood before the wolf figure again. They sought his aid in seeking for Claren, but Nero said that they could not help if it involved searching within the city. 
Then Kjorg spoke to him about his transformation, and Nero informed him that this curse is something that he would never be able to fully control. That each time he tried to wield its power, it would be a contest of his will versus the curse within him. But Nero did then teach him how to summon it, and gave him some encouragement that perhaps he could overcome its temptations. Before they left, Kjorg asked if, on the day of the winter solstice, the tenants of the Unchained were to move on Dimmerhold, would the wolves come to their aid? The best he could get was a maybe. We'll see, Nero said. You know, maybe. We'll see. Let me talk to your mom. We'll see how it is when we get home. We ended last time as the three of you found your way back into Dimmerhold. You are descending the great stairs that lead down from the entrance, again, crossing over the bridge with the crystal clear diamond in the center, allowing you to look down into the waterfall crashing far below. What are you doing? Making our way downtown. 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 <clears throat> Walking fast. Face is fast. Homebound. Where are you headed? We're going to the inn to get Smokey. Obviously. You guys are planning to head to the inn. Yeah. That is what we're doing. Okay. Does anybody remember the name of the inn? Waxing Way Inn. <laughs> Waxing Way Inn. Yeah, the wax. Because <laughs> the waning way is the other one. Waxing Way Inn. So you pretty much remember the way to get there. You have to go to the, is it the Eastern Crescent? I don't know. It's some. It's by some like statues of the former kings or something like that. I don't remember. Eastern Crescent, waxing way in. So you come out into like the opening there, the foyer where there are all of those areas set up for those who were coming into the gauntlet. It's almost like a festival type area up front, like you guys remember. There are a lot fewer people here. Um, there's like almost nobody there getting food. The lines that were full of people last time you were here trying to sign up for the gauntlet, those those are like not only the lines, but also the areas where they would sign up, like there's nobody there. And as you guys were descending the steps and walking this way, you would occasionally hear the sound of loud booms, like explosions, things like that, and cheering, like loud, roarous cheering that would like reverberate across the whole of Dimmerhold. Um, and of course, the moment that you stepped out onto that enormous staircase and looked out, you saw the arena, which is now in full splendor, like completely done. Smack dab in the center of Dimmerhold there in the lunar circlet, um, directly under the, uh, the light of the see-through translucent ceiling above you all in the mountain. As you all come down all the staircase and you get over to the area where it's like not a lot of people, you guys turn right and head toward the Eastern Crescent? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> you can you can hear that those booms and, and the cheers and different things from the gauntlet more and more as you keep walking. You hear but, that, Kjorg? It sounds beautiful. I can't wait to get my chance. That's going to be awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you all walk along the path. Like I said, you see some people occasionally, but for the most part, it's like nobody around. Uh, it's hmm. not the city doesn't seem empty. It's just very, very, very scarce, you know, because, I mean, as you would assume. Everybody's at the gauntlet. That's right. Everybody at the gauntlet. So you finally come into the Eastern Crescent and you're 
going through the streets. You're passing all the businesses and the homes and everything. It's just as you remember, you can hear that cheering. I mean, it's just like ringing across that pure stone of the, the lunar circlet. And finally, you come to the Waxing Way Inn. What do you do? You go in? Smokey! Yeah, I'm sure he'll be happy to see all of us. Yes, let's go uh, in. Jupiter! She's not here. Jennifer. You step in. And there's like one dude, one old looking dude over in the corner eating a bowl of soup. And Good soup. Good soup. Otherwise, you don't see anybody except after a minute, someone finally does come walking out of the back. And you recognize Garla Goodrock. Ah, Garla. <laughs> oh, hello, Morgan. You've returned. Well, good timing. I. So how's how's Smokey been? I know that Ju- Jupiter said that she was gonna try to get you to help, and oh, he's uh he's been all right. He's been all right. Uh, the truth is, Juniper hasn't really had a lot of time to um to help, except for at night, uh, super late at night. You know, she's been very busy with the preparations for the gauntlet. Um, she is, you know, announcing and things like that for the competitions and oh, such. Oh, wow. That's where she is now. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you heard coming in. Can you hear that cheering? Oh, I know. It gets me so excited. Gets the blood pumping. You ain't heard nothing yet. I thought that you all, but that's true. I thought that uh, you all were um, were going to be doing that as well. Tomorrow. We've been on important business. Oh, I see. I see. We've been on business for the king. Oh, uh for the king, really? Yes. Well, uh, well, I mean, I'm a suppose, I suppose he is paying your tab, so that makes a lot of sense now that you say it. Um, all right. Well, hope that you have good luck when you when you, uh, you know, you try out or or well, I guess participate in the gauntlet. Uh, there's some pretty fierce competitors I've heard. Thank you. Not as fierce as me. Anyhow, um, <laughs> what can I do for you? Oh, you, uh, Smokey. Well, Smokey's up in your room. He's. He's up there. Um, we, I, I just fed him not long ago with some lunch, and he's just kind of chilling in the room. The real question is, have you seen Claren slash Balric? Oh, Balric. Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was with you. Eh, we got separated. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Is he all right? No, he's dead. Well, it's on important business with, uh, oh, you know. Oh, right, right, right. right. Well, no, you know. Paylor. You've probably heard of him. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd say I've heard of Paylor, but <laughs> I, I guess you mean with the clerics. But whatever. Anyway, I don't need to know what all you've been doing. Uh, I've not seen hiding her hair of uh, of of Balric. Um or what did you what, what did you call him? Claren. Claren is he? Uh, is that like a middle name or? Anyway, I don't really need to know. I don't need it's to confusing. know. Confusing. Uh, right, I'm already confused. I haven't seen him. Uh, last I saw him, he was uh, hmm. leaving here with the th- the the three of you. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for taking care of Smokey. I do appreciate it. And sure, I'll, sure. I'll tell the king, and uh, I'm sure he'll, you know, send you a little extra. And he, <laughs> he winks at her. like Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I'll, 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 that'd be great. Put in a good word. Finally put, uh, <laughs> put that scoundrel over at the waning way and out of business, you know? I. Y'all head upstairs. Uh, you go to your room, Mogert, where you were staying. You go inside, and there is Smokey. There he is. He is passed out on the floor, slobber just running all over his mouth. There's like a bowl of food 
uh, just completely empty. Oh, a little dude. bit of it spilled out around him, and he is snoring loudly. He's in a food coma. Margaret walks over. Smoky. Okay. No, you're going to wake up now. Wake up. Wake up. Come on. No. I can already tell. She jumps on his back. Smokey, wake up. He rolls over. And he immediately starts licking all over your face, and he like, oh, like oh. throws you off of him. Smokey. He's like running in circles. He's licking you. I'm happy to see you, too. I wish you would have went with me. There's so much I got to tell you, but he I can tell you. you right now. Oh. Knocks you onto the ground. All right, Smokey. Um. Please stop. Okay, calm down, sir. Uh, anyways, we need your help. Little Timmy, he's stuck in the well. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <clears throat> Not need little to, Timmy. We need to find Claren. Okay, he like stops running around and acting crazy, and he like uh, comes over to where you're at, and he just kind of sits down in front of you. Good boy. See, Kjörg, this is a good boy. So you take lessons from the good boy. I don't think so. Are you growling at me? What what is your what is your plan here exactly? It's for both of them to try to locate Claren in the city. So for Smokey to help you, you're probably gonna need something of Clarence or something that smells like Clarence. Well didn't he stay in that room? He stayed in one of the rooms, yeah. A week ago. I wish we had that fake beard that he wore. That would be really handy right now. How long has it been since we gave the dagger to Boppin? Like a week ago. Rough. Mm. So, like, here's what I would have you do. You can roll me an investigation check to see if you can find anything that might belong to Claren or potentially still have his scent on it in one of the rooms. But if you don't have anything like that, then it will be hard to employ Smokey for this. Now, Kjorg, you know, he he's spent enough time around him. He can try to tune in on the memory of that. Smokey's a dog, so when you say find Claren, he doesn't really know what that means. He just hears weird words. He's a very smart dog. Sure, but he but he's a dog. You know what I'm saying? He's a dog. Well, in Mogert's head, you know, this makes sense. Yeah, and it does make sense. You just need something for him to go off of. He's not going to remember the smell of a human and try to find them seven days later, one he hasn't spent that much time with. So do go ahead and give me an investigation check if you want to look for something of Claren's that could potentially help you find him with a scent. My investigation is zero. That's a three. Okay. I don't find anything. Yeah, you don't find anything that, that belongs to Claren. Uh, I got a 16. Are we all doing this? Yeah, I mean, you can. Anybody that wants to. Come on, Zach. Mm. It's three plus nine, 12. Mogert, you don't find anything uh, at all that you think could pertain to Claren. Uh, same goes for Chris. You you look, you don't find anything. Kjorg, you're looking and... You don't find something, you're like, oh yeah, this is Clarence. But you do find a small dagger. It could be Clarence. It's always the dagger. Does it smell like him? It could be Clarence. So I sniff it. You sniff it. It smells familiar. Smells familiar. Oh wait, that's mine. Who does it smell like? You're not sure. Hmm. This smells familiar. Do either of you recognize it? Mogert takes it out of his hand and smells it. Smells like metal. I don't know. Here, Chris, you try. Does it look anything like the dagger we gave Boppin? It looks like a plain old dagger. <laughs> well, if we don't have anything of Balrix, then 
I don't know how Smokey's going to be able to help. I mean, you could give him the dagger and see what happens. Let's give him the dagger and see what happens. All right, all right. Smokey, come in. Don't let him eat it. <laughs> He's not going to eat it. <laughs> You're not going to eat it, are you? <laughs> Don't eat this, okay? Smell it, and then we'll find whoever it is, if you can. Okay, he comes over, he starts sniffing it. He sniffs it, he sniffs it, he sniffs it. And then he stops, looks around, he starts like walking around the room, sniffing the ground. He sniffs the bed, he sniffs around the room, he sniffs the couch, he sniffs the floor, and then he goes over and starts pawing at the door. Follow that dog. I knew you could do it. Uh, you open the door, he goes out the door, he's sniffing around, he goes down the stairs. We're following him. He goes to the door, you let him out the door? Yes. He goes down the street. When he gets down the street, he, he stops and he starts sniffing around, he like, goes in a circle for a minute, and then he gives like a... <clears throat> And then he takes off uh, walking in another direction, nose down, sniffing. And uh, he is going further up the Eastern Crescent. He actually backs up a little bit the way you guys came, like back down uh, in the direction that you guys just walked up uh, until he reaches that little central area where there are all those statues that Chris was talking about earlier. And then he like goes around them for a minute, sniffing the ground, sniffing the ground, looking a little confused. And then he catches the scent again, and he turns and starts walking in the direction of the lunar circlet, right straight toward the direction of the arena of the gauntlet. What do y'all do? So he's headed toward the arena where they're fighting. Yeah, he's going that way. You just follow him? Yeah, but if he gets to the door and like tries to go inside, like amongst everybody she's gonna mm -hmm. like stop him a second well it's a, it's a pretty good walk out that way okay. um to the actual arena of the gauntlet but he keeps going and keeps going and keeps going in that direction mm. like, that is the way he's going right now have i noticed any scents that stand out should i give you a sniff check you can yeah give me a survival check Hey, natural 20. Oh, my gosh. Plus four. There are a lot of smells and scents that are going on right now. It's literally like an episode, like an anime episode. You just see all the <laughs> colors. Yes. Mm -hmm. But you are definitely able to pick up on the same. You can, like, she's, like Felicia was saying jokingly, you can almost sense the scent that... Smokey is following, and like you can, like see the thread. It's like Twilight Princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar to that, and you are able to follow Smokey in that direction. And like I said, there are tons of inner weaving scents and smells and different things, but it is uh, it's slightly overwhelming at first. You know, kind of like trying to mm. to get all that kind of in your like to focus your head on that in a way. But after a minute, you you do come to like sort of terms with it, and you're able to latch on to that same scent, and you and Smokey are now kind of, you're like up ahead with him, and like right alongside him, and you all will notice like Smokey will turn to the left, and Kjorg will just, it's not like Kjorg is following him, it's like they're both turning at the same time and following in the same direction. <laughs> Y'all keep following? Yeah. You come to the arena. Like you reach the arena. There are people. There are people there. There are people outside. There are uh, obviously like the sounds of the battle and different things that have been coming out. They just get louder and louder and more boisterous. You can feel it. You can feel your blood kind of pumping 
as you hear that sound and and now you're outside of it and Smokey like comes he's like about to just go right toward one of the gates and head in. Whoa, Smokey. Whoa. Good boy. Okay, you've you've stopped him outside. So we can't just barge in here. Cured what do you what do you think? I we barge in do? there. Oh no. You just walk in? Yes. Okay. I say I would follow. Turn around to Mogert. Can't stay hidden forever. Shrug your shoulders and then walk. All right. I guess let's go, Smokey. Just keep doing what you're doing. So basically, here's what you're dealing with. You you fall off your cure. And there are, like, some people, like, outside the gates, like, guards and stuff, I guess you could say. Like, a couple people, you know, like, event people, essentially. But they don't stop you. You don't, like, have to have a ticket or anything. You see one or two. Like, they, they like, look at you and they, like, wave or nod. Kind of like, well, if you need our help, let us know sort of situation. But they don't stop you or or try to intervene in any way. When you guys just walk past them, they let you come through. They they don't stop Smokey or anything like that. You bring Smokey with you. It is, it's getting louder and louder. You're hearing, like, cheering and yelling and, and boom. You're hearing different things. And you are on the bottom level. And, Kjord, you, you've been here. And so have you, Chris. And, and you walk through. However, before where you were able to walk in and you just walk could walk right onto the, um, like, the, you know, the, the ground in the middle of the arena, the sort of field, if you will. You can't do that now. And you guys also remember when you were here last time, there was that big statue in the middle of Dervetter. The statue is gone, and you can see from where you are, which you guys are on the bottom level, you can see what look like a bunch of these big, like enormous stone platforms, like different levels of them like four or five different levels, these big circular stone platforms. And in the center, there's one about the medium height, and there's one a little lower and one higher up. And you're seeing sparks of flame and, and, and thunder and lightning, things like that up above you. But you don't have a great view of what's going on actually in the field from where you are. Uh, and you cannot just walk up. Now there is a solid wall probably 10 feet high. I mean, you know, you could maybe climb and jump over it, but that probably wouldn't be a good idea. It's leading out into the field. There are openings of staircases leading up to the left or to the right that obviously head up to where the seats are in this arena all around the place. Where's my nose leading me? Your nose is leading you to the left of the steps. What about Smokies? I go left. Smokey is going the same way. Are Kjorg and Smokey together? Yeah. You go left and you go up one rung of stairs and uh, Chris and Mogert are behind you. You get to the top of the stairs, and the the floor opens up to the right, and there is a uh, like a little walkway that goes around and leads to a giant, a big row of seats. You can hear someone talking, their voice kind of like loudly reverberating over every once in a while, like a like a commentator. Uh, but you're not really paying much attention to that right now. You do occasionally hear the boom of something, or you hear a yell, and then you hear clapping and cheering. I mean, it's 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 a big old thing going on out here. Uh, but as far as your nose goes, it leads you forward and like you go up the first rung of steps, you go up the second and then the third row of steps. And when you get to the third row of steps and it opens up to the right, there's also a door that goes into a wall there and the scent leads you right up to that door. I open the door. Uh, you cannot open the door. There's someone standing in front of it with their arms crossed. Excuse me, sir. I need mm. to go through that door. It's a big burly dude. Uh, he looks probably human. Uh, really muscular, bald on top. 
I'm afraid you can't go in this door. Says who? Uh, King of Dimmerhold. Oh, mm. we need to see him, actually. Right. You and everybody else in this city, pal. Listen. I'm the people's uh, champion! Cool. I'm Margaret Stonefire! What? Are y'all done? Are you done? My name's Jeff. I have one <laughs> My job. My name's Jeff. No, you did it wrong. You're supposed to yell it. <laughs> My name is Jeff. I have one job. My Let's job is it. to keep anyone from going inside this door during the event. When the event is over, uh, you want to speak to one of the king's messengers, try to get a hold of him. I can pass a message along and see what happens. Probably not going to have time to talk to you. He's a very busy guy. But mm. just in case, I will pass your message along. But you want to go send him a message? I cannot do that. Who can do that? Uh, no one right now. The king is in the middle of the gauntlet. This is a sacred time. Is he announcing the gauntlet? No, he's not announcing the gauntlet. That's what I thought. Let me go in there. No. Yes. Listen, I'm not letting you in here. Is he behind the door? <laughs> Is who behind the door? No, he's outside the door. He's standing in front of the door. The king? The king? He's not right behind the door. He says he's in there. He's not right behind this door. This door mm-hmm. leads up to, you know, like the nicer seats areas, the place where the king is sitting. He's got like a special seat. He's the king of Dimmerhold. Listen, bud. I can't let you in. Hmm. You look like a big guy. I am Kyorg, the people's champion, and I am on a mission to stop the unchained that the king sent me and on. And we are... The Ev- champion team. <laughs> Look, everybody here is on some sort of mission, okay? It's literally the gauntlet of the moon. We're here to stop the people who like to say what was chained will be unleashed. <laughs> you ever heard of that? Are you serious? <laughs> Two in a row! <laughs> Two in a row! <laughs> like, he just gets super creeped out. There's like a creepy feeling, and then like the temperature drops a few degrees, and he's like, Are you doing magic on me? No. no. You doing magic on me? I don't even know magic. Reaches onto his hip and he pulls out a like a uh, uh, like a mace. Do I look like a magic man? There's no reason to get violent. Look, I cannot let you in this door. If I let you in this door, I lose my job, everything. It's over for me. I, I I gotta have this job. I have an idea. You can work for me. Go sit down. I'll pay you with a fence. Come back after the gauntlet is over for the day. Literally no one is allowed through this door. I cannot let you through this door. How much is it going to cost? Is it going to cost you being knocked unconscious? I would not recommend that. Jorgi, maybe we should... You wouldn't? I would not recommend that. Maybe we should go over here uh, and um, leave Mr. Jeff alone. You think so? Yeah, just just come over here. Uh, yeah, Mugger's trying to get him to just go, just leave Jeff alone for a minute. What do you want to say, Mugger? Can't tell you right here in front of Jeff. Okay, we walk a few feet away from Jeff. Now. Okay. All right. So Jeff is a good guy. I think I think he's nice. Okay. He works for the king. He's probably a very nice man. So. What if we sneak around another way? Or we wait? I mean, we shouldn't wait because we are on a mission for the king. But Jeff has a job. Just like we have jobs. Even though I'm not getting paid. Anyways, let's go around here and see if we could sneak in some other way. You think there's another door? Should be. I don't know. What do you think, Chris? If it's up to the king's platform, there's probably one way up and one way only. Because if there were multiple ways up, then it'd be multiple guards that have to 
I feel like it'd make it too complicated. So what do you want me to do? Just walk out on the field? Listen, listen, champion team. I'm being tempted to just knock this guy out. But, but Paul, what is-, is there a, like, so the way this is set up, is he in, like, a sealed room? Or is this just a door? And then, like, the, the middle, it's a big ring, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so on the part where he, the king would be seated, is that just an open thing? Uh, you don't, you've never seen it, so you don't know. Like, say if I was to hang from the ledge of the ring and Assassin's Creed over there. <laughs> okay. What, okay. What if, what if Mogert and, and Kjorg get Chris and we hold his feet and we toss him up to whatever top la- level. Or how something. how high is the top level? Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous, guys. I mean, come, come on, come on, y'all don't know. You've not seen it. You have to go into the arena where everything is going on if you want to try and figure out where the king is and what it looks like. Well, let's do that first. So, but the wall of the arena, like around how how how, mm. t- how tall is that wall? Oh, way too big for you to just climb. But I mean, like if I just dropped over the edge and was you know Assassin's Creed over there. But he would see it. We're on the same level, right? You're on the same... You don't know that, actually. How about we go into the arena and try to figure this out? But, I mean, we could look and see. Yeah, you can go look and see. Yeah, you can go look and see. That's what I'm going to look and see. We're going in. Okay. Let's check this area over here. You guys turn around, you walk out, and, like, you can walk over to where... You've been to, like, a stadium. You know, you've got... It's just like that. you got rows of seats, and you walk out to where you can look out and see it. You do, and once you step around the steps, like, the sound is amplified, and you can hear someone narrating like uh, giving a commentator or a, com- a giving commentary giving commentary she uh, like commentating on what's going on uh, and now that you are out here and that sounds not like muffled and, 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 and kind of choked out by being in those stone halls with everything else you can hear that voice loud and clear and it is Juniper's voice she is commentating loudly and she is sort of like narrating what's going on and and you can all look out and you see out in the middle there are four people uh like in combat and they all seem to be like really close together now in the central platform and it's all just like solid black stone out there and like the center platform like i said there's others that are like these huge circular cylindrical platforms they're like some are a little higher some are a little lower kind of like sporadically spread out throughout the giant arena they're all now in the middle of them and there are four of them out there and there's just some crazy stuff going on you're only like three levels up so from where you're at you have a pretty good view of where they are uh and you can see four people one seems to be some sort of a dragonborn uh with like red scales and they are um they're like moving their hands and like summoning this ball of energy in their hands and you see a tiny little figure uh rolling around on what looks like some sort of weird mechanism uh, like moving pretty quickly around the perimeter and blasting these blasts over toward the dragonborn uh, out of what looks like some kind of like a makeshift roll around cannon. <laughs> Those exist. Uh, and then you see uh, a a big old bear, like a big old brown bear, kind of off to the right side, like a huge brown bear, roaring and slashing at this shorter figure, uh, dwarf, with like bright curly red hair. Uh, and she is like swinging a great axe, like a 
I don't know, like a, like a food processor. I mean, she is like <laughs> spinning toward this bear, and people are cheering and yelling. You hear some of the commentary coming out loudly, and you look around. You, uh, cured, you're looking. You're looking up there. And, like, what it is is sort of a, like two, two more rows up. There seems to be, like, a protrusion out from the other seats, like a built-up, like, square concrete, not concrete, but, like, black stone floor that, like, juts out, and it is open, okay? There's a roof over top of it, but it's open in the front, and you can see King Durand, Queen Barda, both sitting there, uh, king on the left, queen on the right, and, like, down in front of them, but in the same thing, you can see your orange-haired friend, Juniper. So how far away are they? Pretty far, a couple floors up from where you're at. Uh, but if you were to go that way, wh- you're wanting to know if there's a way you could climb up in there. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe. Maybe you could try to climb up in there. Are they in earshot? No. Hmm. There are a lot of people cheering and screaming at the top of their lungs through here. Would we think they're in earshot? Because I feel no. like all of our team would just start yelling at them. I mean, maybe, but like it's literally so loud that you guys can, you guys have to yell to talk to each other from where you're at right now. Then I will try to climb up. So you're going to start walking that direction, try to find a way to climb up? Yes. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing there's not a ladder or like a rock wall you can climb. Your options are try to get up above it, hop down onto it, and try to shimmy down the side and like hang down from the little ceiling and like swing into the room or use a grappling hook. Uh, you know, or something like that. Like, those are your options. Any and all these things may or may not bring security to attention, but this is your this is your call. This is what you want to try to do. I mean... All right, guys. We should go to the top. I can try to drop off and swing in there. Uh, swing in there. And Chris, you can use that thing you used when we were talking to, when we were on our way to talk to Feldrum. How high is it? Is it within 30 feet? from where we're standing. No, no, you're further than that away. You'll have to get closer. No, like, if we get closer to it where we're, like, underneath it, is it 30 feet above us, like, within that range? Yeah, probably. Okay. So are we all going to jump and, like, do the thing like we did last time? No, he's talking about me using Misty Step to get up to it. Oh, I didn't know you had that. Oh, I was talking about the feather fall. No, he was talking about feather fall. Oh, y'all were talking about getting above it and jumping down. I was just saying I would jump and swing down in there, and if in case I fell to my death, you would use feather fall. I don't know that there's any... Yeah, I mean, there's not really... It's not like there's something above it you could jump off of and, and float down into it. Like, the stadium is stadium seating, so it's at an incline. You know what I'm saying? So the things above it, like, you would go up before it and, like, hop down onto the ceiling of this box... Yes. And then you have to, like, shimmy down and, like, swing in. Right. Drop down and swing in. Okay. I got you. I know what you're wanting me to do now. But, I mean, Misty Step. Can you use that on more than one person? No, it's a, it's a solo thing. No, but he could he could send himself in there. My thing is, Chris does not want to do this by himself. I'm not going in there first. Well, if that's the case, then you wouldn't say anything, and you would just say, yeah, I can do that. Well, yeah, I know. I know. That's That okay. was out of game talk. Um, yeah. Gotcha. I, I I understand. So you guys are are climbing up there. Okay. Yes. You guys are trying to find your way up there where you can. Is is, is Mogert doing this too? Is Mogert going along with this madness? Uh, heck yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just a fail safe in case they fall. 
And right. Smokey's down there with Chris or wherever. We'll let you in through the door with Jeff when we get done. Yeah, yeah you can Jace. you can pick me up when we're done. I'll, I'll uh, come talk to Jeff after we get done. That, that sounds great, Kjork. Stay with Chris, Smokey. Stay with Chris. You are climbing your way up through here. You're walking up through the, uh, you know, the, the, the stadium or what have you. And uh, as you are trying to make your way up there, the fight continues. Uh, pretty soon, the gnome who's rolling around on the makeshift cannon gets caught with a real strong blast of something that looks like like a green energy, which like just slams into the side of the gnome as he's trying to dodge out of the way. And it knocks him clear off of his little rolling cannon. And when it does, he like smacks the ground, slides for a little while, and he doesn't seem to move. And when that happens, you hear Juniper say, Ooh, that was an ugly one. Well, uh, call in the clerics. One down, three to go. The fight just keeps going. Like, they don't even pause. But if, if you guys turn and look at all as you're walking through, you see the dragonborn, like, running forward. And as he does, he swipes his hand, and the ground of the, the like, stone beneath their feet starts, like, rumbling and, and crackling and cracking, and, and it starts moving around. And you see the bear, like, trip right as he was swinging toward that dwarf with the great axe. And when that happens, the dwarf does this little hop and a jump onto the bear's back and then takes the axe in both hands and just buries it into the back of this big old grizzly bear. Oh, my gosh. Ouch. Oh, gosh. You hear, oh, a decisive hit from Nellie Tillywink. <laughs> Nellie Tillywink. Mogert, when you hear the name Nellie Tillywink. <laughs> oh, no. You stop. Dead in your tracks. I forgot about it. Because it's none other than Mogert's lifelong childhood rival, Nilly Tillywink. <laughs> Nilly Tillywink. Yes. Uh, what a name. Does Mogert do or, ha- or say anything when she hears that name? Uh, did you? What did you put it just say? Something about vanilla Teletubbies. <laughs> okay, that's a lot better than what I heard. What did you hear? I heard Nilly Tillywink. That's because that's what she said. What's a Nilly Tilly? You don't want to know. Oh, okay. She's the worst. Oh. Look, I've known her for a really long time, unfortunately. You look out there, Mogert, just in time to see the bear, like, shifting back into what looks to be a halfling. Like a tiny little halfling with a long, like, black ponytail. And as he's getting up off the ground, the like shaking, cracking floor erupts into him and sends him flying off of that platform and onto another platform like 30 feet away. And when he smacks the ground, he does not get up. Oh, and the druid is out. And it looks like we're down to Arthur and Nelly, the sorcerer versus the barbarian. Who will come out on top? Boo! Boo! That wasn't me. That, that wasn't me. It was. So what do you do? Y'all going up? Yes. All right, all this is going on. You keep going up. Mogert, you're a little distracted. You keep looking down, and Nelly is doing a great job of uh, dodging the blasts oh. and spells from this dragonborn. Oh, it's so small. You can just roll around like that. I just don't understand. Like, is she actually mouthing at the stadium? Yeah, under her breath. Yeah, I'm really distracted. I would say Chris takes his staff and like mm-hmm. smacks it up against her. Mm-hmm. Mogert, stay focused. You can all right, all you right. can like get your revenge in the gauntlet. Oh, that was a close one. Better watch out, Arthur. She's coming for you. What? What happened? Oh. 
smacked Never her mind. again. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no. And you hear, Nelly, 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 Nelly. They're chanting Nelly's name all across the stadium. Logan Stonefire. Logan Stonefire. <laughs> you keep walking up. You're climbing up. You climb to the next level, the next level. Uh, Kjorg, you, you you guys walk over. You're like stepping over people. People are like, hey, look out. And like, you're in the way. And you're trying to get over to where you can try to hop down. It looks like about a 15, maybe, yeah, we'll say probably about a 15, maybe 20 foot drop uh, for you to like step off of this uh, bar here and hop down onto the ceiling of the box seating where the king is at. 15 to 20 feet? Yeah. How long does Featherfall last? It slows you to 60 feet, uh, feet per round. Uh, one minute. Yeah, it says it takes no falling damage and can land on its feet, and the spell ends for that creature. Mm. So yeah, once they touch the ground, it ends. So it's about fifteen feet, you say? Yeah, but you you if you can swing in, you won't need feather fall a second time. Okay. It's like a ten foot ceiling, and if okay. you if you okay. like hang on to it and, and yeah. like do an acrobatic move and swing in, you should be okay. All right, cool. So are you wanting me to cast it as soon as you jump? Or just when you get down there is a safety precaution. Yeah, I'm gonna jump off here. Okay, cool. And I don't want to break my legs, so. Uh, Are we gonna get that? (laughs) Yeah, you'll both get it. (laughs) Oh, Kyorgi. All right, we're about to jump. Oh, we're jumping now. Three, two. We're doing it now. (laughs) I jump off. Wait, what? Mogur is very distracted. Does she jump or not? She jumps. Okay, good. So you jumped. All right. Chris, you stay? I stay. I look over the edge, and I cast Featherfall on the both of them. Okay. Y'all fall slowly, and you land softly on the ceiling of this, uh, ha- uh, like, you know, boxed seating where the king is. Good job, Chris. Good job, I mean, Chris. Good job. Oh, that's the worst name I've ever heard in my life. Now I start hanging down. And try to flip in there. All right, you're gonna go over to the side, and you're gonna try to you're gonna try to do a an acrobatic move and swing your body in there. Yep. So give me an acrobatics check. Twenty three. Oh my goodness gracious! All right, Mogert, you gonna do the same thing? Yeah. Acrobatics. It's a plus two for you. Oh my god. Uh, Nine. Uh, oh. Very nice. Oh, is that a seven? I thought it was a net one. It's a seven. It's a seven. So seven plus two is only a net. Oh, I thought it was a net one. I, oh, that would have been real bad. I, oh, oh yeah. She falls into the arena. Chris, are you watching them? I'm. Yeah, I'm watching them. So I see okay. Mogert completely yep. ruin it. So Kjorg, like, reaches over. He, like, puts his hands kind of in reverse on the thing and, like, swings his body down and, like, does a little, like, side swoop and, and like, swings his body inward and lets go. Mogert sees him do that and goes through the exact same thing. And then someone says, And now he wins! Right as she goes <laughs> to do it. And she twitches and she slips right off the side. Ooh. And she's falling. That's gonna hurt. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna feather fall her as soon as I see her slip. Okay, so you see her slip and you cast feather fall. She has, she's falling down onto the crowd slowly. Like she misses the box. You don't get in the box. You pass oh, the box slowly. Darn like it. away from it. Like you're swinging out. You're like, oh. Like you're in space. I was really hoping you would let her grab a ledge. <laughs> no, she's, she's already out. And like you try to like swim toward it, like trying to grab it, but you can't. And the, the crowd is going wild. And as you're like falling, you look out and you see Nelly with one foot on top of the chest of this red scale dragonborn with her great axe held above her hands like this in, in victory as you slowly 
feathery fall down on top of people. Oh. And they're like, oh, what are you doing? Get off of me. What are you doing? <laughs> a bit more like Nelly. Oh. <laughs> she, she's great. And if I'm sitting next to somebody, do they get like food and drinks or anything? Yeah. Probably. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. She just is like sitting with them because she like landed on them. Yeah. Yep. She's so distracted. She like grabs some of their food and starts eating it. She's like stress eating. Uh, <laughs> but you're like, no, uh. Well, Nelly, here, you can have it back. Once I see her fall, mm. I'm just going to be like, well, I tried. I'm going to hang over the edge and cast Misty Step and join Kjorg in the box. <laughs> okay, you, uh, Kjorg, you land in there lively on your feet. And shortly thereafter, uh, Chris pops in behind you. And at first, no one notices. Everyone's like hollering and yelling. People are cheering for Nelly. Uh, and you see, um, you're like in like a little boxed area, like a, you know, like a box seat, but open uh, on the front side. The king and queen are both standing and clapping. Uh, and down like below them, there's like a little step that goes down to another level right in front of them. And you can see Jupiter standing there. She's got uh, a hand on these two stones, like in front of these two big glowing orbs. Uh, as she is talking, and her voice is just radiating out through the crowd. Uh, and a- after a second, you see these two very large, burly dudes wearing full armor, uh, and they suddenly spot you. And oh, uh, and it's like these two dwarves. They grab their like warhammers and come like <laughs> rushing over towards you guys. Is Smokey just by himself out there? Yeah, Smokey's yeah. up there by himself. Poor dog. He's probably growling because Nelly. So they're, they're coming at us? They're coming towards you with warhammers in their hand, yeah. Juniper! Uh, she can't hear you right now. Things are very loud. I take out my pot and my hammer. And you start clanging it? Yes. Oh my gosh. They're like coming towards you. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, you start banging that pot above your head, looking like a total fool. And that's, that's another win on the day for our victor in this round of the gauntlet. Nelly Tillick! And she stops and looks back. And she takes her hands off of the orbs and she turns around and she's like, Kjork? <coughs> she like starts coughing because mm-hmm. her raspy voice. And uh, then you see the king and queen both turn to so you saying there, Oh, uh, 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 Kjork, uh, it, guards, it's, it's all right, it's all right. Uh, then I put the pot away. Uh, <laughs> how did you get here? I'm the people's champion. Magic. You still sniffing, Kjord? Yes. I was about to sniff really hard. Yeah, you, you take a big, strong sniff, and uh, you smell the scent leading you right to Juniper. Oh, I believe this belongs to you, Juniper. Wow. <laughs> uh, and when, when you pull out the dagger, the guard's like, Hey, put that dagger away! <laughs> and they're like grabbing their hammers. <laughs> no, 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 the king says. No, 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 listen, it's all right, fellas. Uh, t- take, a, take a moment to step, step back. This is one of ours. Juniper steps over to you. Kjork, why did you come all... You came all the way... Did you swing in through the side there? Yes. To give me a dagger right now. You're welcome. Actually, we were we were hoping that it's Bal- uh, Clarence because he's missing, so we're trying to find him. Claire- <clears throat> Clarence missing. Yeah. I think he's been kidnapped by his dad, which is the Falcon, and also the Unchained. And also, have you all talked to uh, Kelmont the the White, the Unforgiving? Uh, Kjorg, we're um we're in the middle of the gauntlet. Um, this is very important, obviously. Uh, uh is, we're gonna have to let's put that on pause. Um, I don't know where Claren is. Uh, but uh, 
we do have to have the gauntlet. Um, why don't you just take a seat here with us? Um, yeah, here, have a seat. Sure, but have you talked to Kilmont? Uh, no, no, I haven't. I've been waiting to hear from you. Uh, I'm interested well, to hear what you... he's not happy. Well, that doesn't make me happy. That's probably good. Uh, listen, um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, can I get some water? One second. She goes over and there's like a big pitcher of water. She's pouring herself some water. And Duron steps over to you. All right, Kjork, listen, this is important, but we can't we can't be talking about these things just willy-nilly in front of everyone, you understand? Let's We'll find somewhere private to talk. There'll be a long intermission after the last qualifying round, which is here in just 10 minutes. And then we'll talk. All right. Well, let me go tell Jeff to let uh, Mogert in here and Smokey. All right. You go do that. I'll be back. So, Kjorg, you go down the hallway to go and find uh, Jeff and let him know that the king said to let him in. (laughs) Uh, Chris, what do you do? You go with him? You stay in here? I'm probably staying. There's a full buffet back there against the wall. Like, there's all kinds of food. I'm eating. Like, fair food. Like, you know, like sausages and just anything you can imagine. Mm. Looks great. So you go over and start fixing yourself some food. Cure goes down the hallway to go let Jeff know what's up. Mogert, what, what are you doing? Mogert uh, finished eating all the food from the people she landed on. And she's walking toward where Jeff and Smokey, I guess, caught up with her or however that worked so we're like down there, headed toward Jeff. Well, so Smokey's still up at the top. Smokey's still up at the top. Um, Never mind. Yeah, you've not quite gotten back with Smokey, and you're, you're like get yourself free of all the people you landed on. Yeah. So you get up and you're like grumpily making your way through. People are moving around now. You see people like trying to go to the bathroom, different stuff like that. It's kind of crowded and congested. Uh, you're walking mm-hmm. through. You're kind of pushed through the crowd. You finally get to the point where you can start to descend the stairs to go back around to the entrance where Jeff was. And as you reach the platform, you turn to walk back toward the area where the doorway is and standing right there in front of you. It's Clarendry. What? Claren? Mogert, nice of you to finally show up. That was also unexpected. I just wasted how many spell slots for Claren to be right there the whole time? Well, he wasn't right there the whole time. But, That's uh, all right. We got to the king. That was important. It was cool. Yeah, it was also fun. He saw Kjorg and Mogert floating down. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of Mogert. Uh, we got one more episode in us tonight, right? Well, that was fun and unexpected. Let's keep playing. That really made me laugh. I forgot about that character, Paul. I knew you would have. I, like, I knew you did, and, and I was looking forward to bringing it back to your attention. Good old Nelly. I thought you were going to say Nelly was standing there. Yeah, I thought so, too. Oh, that was, that's coming. Oh, don't worry. There is going to be a... Um, there's going to be some 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 talking between Mogert and Nelly. And by the way, Nelly is one of our, uh, our Make Believe Heroes patron creations. Hey. She's a patron-created NPC made by Brie Graber, who played in our very first Make Believe Champions episode. Nice. Uh, Brie, thank you for creating Nelly. Hope you're okay with us making her such an important character in Mogert's backstory. I'm sure you will <laughs> yes, be. Yes, and it's awesome that it makes Felicia so angry. <laughs> or no, or Mogert Felicia. specifically. Mogert. Um, we look forward to uh, exploring the relationship between uh, these two lifelong friends in future episodes. So who's Gary Oak and who's Ash Ketchum in this situation? I mean, since Mogert is a protagonist of our show, I guess she's got to be Ash. That sounds like favoritism, Paul. 
<laughs> that is going to do it for this week's episode. We hope that you've enjoyed this uh, this little romp. I've enjoyed it. It was pretty fun. That was that was great. I needed some good laughs. We'll find out what's going on with Claren and with Nelly, and maybe see some more Gauntlet next week. We love you guys. Tune in next week for Claren's daddy issues to be reintroduced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. I've never been called that. Fiona. Fiona. And, I mean, she kind of does look like a Fiona. Oof. Do you, does she look like a Fiona? <laughs> Paul, do you know who Fiona is? Who's Fiona? Oh, Fiona. Shrek the ogre. Shrek's, Shrek's woman. Wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, what, what about human <laughs> Fiona? I didn't, I didn't just think about Shrek's wife. You're like, man. Fiona. It's like me saying, man, Paul, you look just like Please. Shrek. Yeah, but Paul would probably <laughs> agree to just that. Like it's not, though, because if you said Shrek, I would have immediately known who you were talking about. When you said Fiona, I didn't think anything I mean, about that's it. Paul hilarious. really does look like Bear in the Big Blue House. I meant so. she looks like a, she could be a, like, she looks like a Fiona. That could like, be that my could name. Be name. I got it. That's what I meant. Yeah. I mean, I get Not it. that you look See, like you're lying. Ogre. You're definitely just trying to cover up for it now. I'm not offended. What I'm trying to say is you have layers. Like an Onion. Just like onions and ogres. Uh, yeah, thanks for the review. Did you know humans also have layers? <laughs> Here comes a. No- we don't need this. We don't need this. Passed out on the floor, slobber just running out all over his mouth. There's like a bowl of food, uh, just completely oh, empty. A little bit of it spilled out around him, and he is snoring loudly. He's in a food coma. His legs start moving, like he's chasing something. Yeah, that one leg is just slowly like starting. It'll like crank for a minute, and then it'll stop, and then it'll crank for a minute. Short starts sniffing his butt. <laughs> Yeah, Georg immediately goes over and just sniffs his butt real good. Yes. And standing right there in front of you is Sebastian Blackfire. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that would have been nice. Welcome 